Chargers star quarterback Justin Herbert has just finished his third regular season, and don't let the numbers fool you, he's better now than he's ever been. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons in our second postseason now this year. And this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And David the Chargers regular season is over now. We wanted to take a look at Justin Herbert because he's put up some career low numbers in a lot of ways, but there's been a lot of other factors that have gone into that as well. And to me, I think that he's still playing right now as good as we've ever seen from him. But I do want to get into our buy or sell today with the biggest Chargers storylines and overreaction. And I think some people think Justin Herbert may have regressed in 2022. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about if the Chargers offense has figured some things out over the last couple of weeks of the season. And if Brandon Staley is now back on the hot seat after we really said, hey, he's safe. He made the playoffs with a very injured roster. But then Sunday shenanigans happened, right? Does that change anything for Brandon Staley? Does he maybe have to win a playoff game against Jacksonville now? We're going to talk about that as well as talking about if this Chargers defense is somehow better without Derwin James. Spoiler alert, I don't think so. And we'll also get into if the Chargers should be favored against the Jacksonville Jaguars because in some places they are the favorite heading on the road to Jacksonville this week. But we have to get started, Dave, by telling you guys that this episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Just pick two to five players. They score more or less than their Price Picks projections. You can win. And if you win, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. Promo code locked on. All right, David, let's get into our buy or sell here. And we'll start with this. Justin Herbert regressed in 2022. Yeah, I think if you look at that and you look at the numbers on the surface level, uh, you say, oh, yeah, he's definitely regressed. I mean, last year he threw for 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns and also rushed for three touchdowns. So, of course, he regressed. He only had 25 passing touchdowns. No, that's not the entire story. You have to look at it with the context involved in this and the amount of injuries that he has had to overcome, including his own, um, and still be able to navigate this season and take the Chargers to the playoffs. Uh, Justin Herbert definitely did not regress. Uh, I think he showed his toughness. I think he showed his ability to dissect defenses and just like every other year in the NFL, he has showed his otherworldly arm talent. All of those things for sure. I mean, but yeah, you see a career low in touchdowns, pass rating, yards per attempt, QBR. Like those are big counting stats, right? Those are the things yeah. people look out for quarterbacks a lot of the time. And I get it. I mean, there's a lot of tough games in the schedule for Justin Herbert this year. But then you factor in, you know, Keenan Allen missed nine games pretty much yeah. this season. If you're counting, you know, the games he actually played and looked like himself in. 
And the offensive line was much worse this year than it was last year. And I think that's another factor that people aren't necessarily taking into account. That and, you know, missing your two biggest weapons, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for big portions of the season, missing Donald Parham, right, for big portions of the season, having the regression of the Chargers offensive line, guys like Matt Filer not playing as well, trying to start a rookie at right guard with Zion Johnson. It's been an up and down ride for the Chargers offense all season long, but Justin Herbert had to do more than he's ever done this season and he had to carry this team as much as he's ever had to carry the team this season no running game a beat up offensive line that hasn't been playing well playing without his best weapons and going into some games with Josh Palmer and Michael Bandy and DeAndre Carter as his top weapons I think there are tangible ways that Justin Herbert has improved I think his processing has improved a ton I mean the dude's a super robot and a supercomputer in his brain yeah. he gets through his progressions like crazy I think that is I'm Movement and manipulation has been a lot better this year as far as looking off safeties and things like that. And I think his mechanics are a lot better, too. I don't think you're seeing a lot of just poorly placed balls by Justin Herbert. The ball placement is crazy. He's throwing to all parts of the field and throwing into insanely, insanely tight windows. And And cut down his interceptions, too. Exactly. I mean, this season he's had to throw into tighter windows than he's ever had to. And he still is you know, matching his career low with 10 interceptions, which he had his rookie year and two less games. But if you look back at these interceptions, I mean, I think there's maybe two or three really bad decisions in there out of those 10 interceptions. So there are tangible ways, David, and I just think that he is getting better. This is still the best version of Justin Herbert we've seen. I mean, he's been really, really good over the last two weeks, and he's been hampered by, you know, play calling, missing star players, offensive line, and all that. And it's still, David, a blank check, right? That's the other thing here. I mean, Justin Herbert is available to sign an extension after this season, and there's nothing that's happened this season that's not making me just hand this dude a blank check. Absolutely not. I mean, given all of those things that we just talked about, again, he still took his team to the playoffs. For the first time, the Chargers have been in the playoffs since 2018. Justin Herbert is a major major reason why the chargers are sitting here with an opportunity to win a championship they are one of 14 teams that have that opportunity that's this is what you ask for and so through all the adversity i mean this is how you really identify who somebody is who do who are they when things aren't always going their way when you have to overcome all the injuries when you have to overcome a defense that's been giving up 5.5 yards per carry for pretty much the entire season Justin Herbert has had to do unbelievable things. And yes, he is still one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. There is still about 30 other teams that would love to have a Justin Herbert, but they don't. The Chargers do. And that's why the Chargers have to make sure that they sign him to a very long contract uh, with a lot of money, a lot of zeros, make him nice and comfortable because he needs to be the Chargers quarterback for the foreseeable future. I think a lot of people have kind of told on themselves a little bit with how they've kind of talked about Justin Herbert so far this year. A lot of box score hunting from some of these people out here that want to talk about regression with Justin Herbert, not realizing what he's going out there and some of the superhuman feats he's been able to accomplish this year with the game-winning drives, the miraculous end-of-game throws, keeping the Chargers in it and putting this team on his back. I mean, he's done so much this year from a leadership standpoint and just from a getting better standpoint, fighting through everything, not having a single negative thing to say the entire season. The dude's just as steady as it comes. And that's what you want as you head into the playoffs. But the Chargers need their offense to show up in the playoffs. And they have had some pretty good performances over the last two weeks, even though it probably doesn't feel like it from Sunday. So this buy or sell is this day of the Chargers offense has actually figured some things out over the last two weeks of the season. 
I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to buy that they have figured some things out. And and I think a large part of that has to do with what they have done in the red zone. I mean, that's what's been really, really important is that when you get into the playoffs, it's all about scoring touchdowns, okay? And the Chargers over their last three games have scored touchdowns on 72.73% of their drives in the red zone. That right there is cash money. That's exactly what you want. You want to have that figured out when you're going into the playoffs when possessions are at a premium and you have to make sure that you hit that payoff and get those touchdowns. That's what the Chargers have been doing on offense as of late. Especially when you're going up against the offenses and teams that they're going up against, right? Yeah. Like if, if you really want to make a deep run, one of these is going to turn into a shootout and you're going to have to keep up. In the Jacksonville Jaguars game, the first time they played each other, I mean, that game was a lot closer than it looked. The Chargers offense totally stalled out in the second half and the Chargers defense got worn out and just really couldn't contain them anymore. And I yeah. mean, that definitely played a big part of that. Also, Justin Herbert, you know, just having fractured his rib cartilage made a pretty big difference in that game as well. But I think that as far as this offense goes, there's still inconsistencies in the running game. You don't feel a lot better about that, even though you did after the Rams game a little bit. One of their best rushing performances kind of went away again. Right. And it looks like this team is still pretty one dimensional. I mean, I do think that the best part of these last two games for the Chargers is I do think Joe Lombardi called two of his best games of the seasons in the season in back to back weeks. So, like, that is something I think you can hang your hat on and feel good about. Then again, you know, you have the drops and the fumbles and the things that last week really totally turned that game sideways, even when they have their starters in there. So a lot of things to clean up. I think headed in the right direction, getting the tight ends involved in the red zone, getting Keenan Allen two red zone touchdowns yeah. this past week was really nice to see. So that has been a market improvement for this Chargers offense, and they're going to need that. Yeah, you can't trade field goals for touchdowns in the playoffs and expect to make a deep run and be a contender. But there's also another thing from this game we have to talk about, which is Brandon Staley. We vented about it yesterday. We said a lot of things, but we also said he was probably safe from being eliminated as Chargers head coach after the season because he made the playoffs with this roster. And then Sunday happened. So is he still safe? Does he have to win a playoff game? We're going to get into that and also talk about the Chargers defense and specifically Derwin James making it worse somehow and also maybe a lack of effort for, from the Chargers in this last game defensively. There's an argument to be made, and we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. What I love about Price Picks is it's super easy. All you have to do is go on there. They have the projections for you, and you just have to beat Price Picks. You don't have to go up against somebody with a random team that you don't know and not know if you're going to have like eight of the same players as that person, like some other fantasy sites are. With Price Picks, you just pick two to five players. And if you win, you win up to 10 times your money on that entry. And you're just basically going on. Justin Herbert, more or less passing yards, or Austin Eckler, or Keenan Allen, more or less receptions. There's so many things you can do, and it's not just football. It's MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, MMA, esports, whatever you're looking for, you can find projections and make your entries at Price Picks. And the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really fast. I've made a ton of them, and they always have safe and fast withdrawals. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a $100 instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. 100% instant deposit match. You give them $100, you'll get $100. If you put in 50, you'll get 50. And don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. I also need to tell you guys how you can not do your taxes with TurboTax. At TurboTax, you don't have to do your taxes because you can meet up with an expert who will do it for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from your stress of taxes and file for you so you do not have to do them. You can instead do 
not taxes. You can show your eyes things that are not taxes. You can unpack a moving box of not taxes. You can sing not taxes a lullaby. You can hope not taxes or help not taxes sleep at night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. Basically, there's a ton of other things you could be doing besides your taxes. Let TurboTax take care of those for you so you can do all the other fun things you'd rather do instead. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? You can feel that way right now with TurboTax. So come to TurboTax and do your taxes or don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com and learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Let's get back to this buy or sell here, David. And I want to talk about the Chargers main man, Brandon Staley. <laughs> if anyone follows me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, shameless plug, you would see that I vented a lot about the Chargers and their decision making to play their starters until the fourth quarter in that game sure did. on Sunday against the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was stupid. I still think it was pretty dumb. There's arguments to be made, right? I mean, the Chargers needed reps I've seen out there, right? They actually they're not a good enough team to go out there and not take every possible chance to get better. I understand some of that. Could have been much less. There there was nothing getting gained from this team, I thought, and you know, midway through the second quarter on to me. But it has changed a little bit, I think, what the perception of Brandon Staley is. He really kind of got the fan base on his side and then seemed like he really lost all of that, right, that he had gained with the Chargers' hot defensive stretch in one game in the last game of the season after coming off, you know, back-to-back defensive shutouts in the second half and so much other good stuff he had done. So, David, the situation has changed a little bit, so the buyer-sell is this. Brandon Staley is still safe no matter what, uh, even after Sunday's disaster. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to to look at the the recency bias of what has happened and say, oh, he's definitely got to win a playoff game if you know he's going to stay on with as the Chargers head coach. But let's also look at it, you know, from a full bird's eye view. He's taken to the Chargers to the playoffs in his second year as a head coach of the Chargers with all of the things that has gone just unbelievably wrong this season. Honestly, I don't think there's any single thing that Brandon Staley could do at this moment in time for him not to get a third year as the Chargers head coach. And I say that quite confidently. And I understand people's frustrations. I don't think there's any way Brandon Staley gets canned, but there is the wild card of Sean Payton, right? And we know the Chargers in recent years have gone big game hunting, right? We knew they were tried to make a play for urban Meyer, which thank God that didn't happen. Tried to make a play for Tom Brady when he ended up going to win a Super Bowl. Either way, I mean, since they've moved to L.A., they've had some, you know, big splashes, at least in their targets. They haven't really yeah. done any of them. Brandon Staley was not a big splash hire by any means. They spent a ton of guaranteed money in free agency, but that's about it as far as things you can say, hey, they're going all in. It would be an unprecedented hire for the Chargers. It would be an unprecedented firing by the Chargers as well with Brandon Staley. I mean, Mike McCoy and Anthony Lynn both made the playoffs within their first two years. I'm pretty sure North Turner did as well. So that's not everything. But we know what the Chargers had to deal with this season, obviously. But when you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback, the standards are set higher. So I do think, you know, Sean Payton is the ultimate wild card. I don't think the Chargers will be willing to give him the money that he wants. I don't think the Chargers will be willing to send the draft pick, right, that they would have to send a first plus to the Saints for his services. But I do think that Sean Payton would absolutely love to get back in the game and coach Justin Herbert. And that is a wild card. Besides that, I don't think Brandon Staley is getting fired, even though I have had some issues, right? I thought he played the starters too long, obviously, in that game. It was I agree. Yeah. I also think it was a wrong decision to put Justin Herbert out there the game after he fractured his rib cartilage against the Jacksonville Jaguars when they were down 28 points. I agree with that, too. 
there is a troubling pattern there for me of just not being able to see the big picture in that way. I mean, you can argue they needed the reps, whatever. You left your franchise quarterback out there way too long and you gave him a chance to get injured. Did you get away with it? Yes, right? But it's process yeah. over results. Just because it didn't go horribly, horribly bad doesn't mean it couldn't. Those dudes were out there long enough where they could have gotten really, really major injuries, which can happen in any game. But every other game is not a meaningless game, and that was the whole point of that. But I yes. think his job is safe at this point. I'm a Brandon Staley fan. I like a lot of the things he does. Then sometimes he just does really, really head-scratching things. Yeah, a but, couple of those things are like, what is going on here? But yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like a puppy is looking at himself in the mirror for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I want to get to the defense and stick with Brandon Staley's unit here because we saw them super hot for a month. They were the hottest team in the NFL defensively, right? Then it went away. A lot of people have been accusing the Chargers of poor effort defensively in the last game. The Chargers defense wasn't really trying. David, are you buying or selling that? The defense's performance, the bad performance, was due to poor effort. I think that you can reasonably deduce that it's quite possible that a lot of those Chargers players knew that you know this game meant nothing and that they want to make sure that they save themselves to be able to put on their best performance in the playoffs. But... I think we also saw a couple of things that we didn't like, which was the run defense. It looked like the run defense we saw for 13, 14 games. And that's one thing I point to and say, that is not what you want going forward. I mean, the the Jacksonville Jaguars have a running back that went over 1,100 yards that you're going to be seeing in the first round of the playoffs. And that's not what you want to put on tape, whether you know you're playing with good effort or not. I mean, that's one thing that can be exploited and teams have exploited all season long. And it's tough with the run defense because if you're going to question them in this game, you kind of have to question their effort for the other, you know, 15 games. They've been terrible in run defense this yeah. year. So, like, it, it's kind of tough in that regard. But, like, there's a few plays, right? Like, Alohi Gilman gets beat on that 57-yard pass to Jerry Judy, Judy where he basically gave up on the play. I don't think he yeah. gave up on the play because the Chargers had the game clinched. I don't think he thought Russell Wilson had gotten out of the pocket or didn't think he could make that throw or something. There's no excuses. But the just overall physicality, I mean, the bad tackling, the, you know, that's yeah. where you I feel like you could say, hey, maybe we didn't see them going all out. But the thing is, is NFL players, I think, know for the most part, like if you play slow in, in a fast game with grown adults running at you full speed and the best athletes in the world running at you, you're more likely to get hurt that way. So the thought yeah. the Chargers weren't going as hard to not get hurt, I think, is a really backwards logic because I don't think that's really the way it works. It, it's hard to play your to question a player's effort because you're basically questioning their integrity. So, I, I mean, yeah. like, I love Gilman, I don't think that was, you know, why that happened to him. But, like, the Chargers defense definitely lacked some juice in this game. And yeah. I think it's impossible for these players to not realize the game isn't important, that they don't need it. To have the same Absolutely. amount of hunger for a game that doesn't matter as they would for a game that has the playoffs on the line. I don't think yeah. you would have seen the defense that flat Just had that nature. been week 18 against the Raiders last year. Yeah. Either way, there's still some things that are concerning, right? I mean, there's things that are concerning that have been concerning all year long. This game didn't help that. No. I would buy this. I trust the Chargers defense less after last week, right? After really kind of building up some trust in them the month before that, it's impossible for me to just totally write that off without seeing that there's some reality in how bad they were in that game against the Broncos and some reality in, hey, there's some things that the Chargers defense still hasn't worked out. In a, you know in a big margin but we do have more to get into and i think you know they're better than what they showed on sunday and they will be, play better this week against the jacksonville jaguars than that terrible performance we saw against the broncos 
But I do want to talk about the Jaguars, and I also want to talk about Derwin James because he came back into this game and it happened to be coincidentally, you know, the worst Chargers defensive performance in a month and a half. Are the Chargers better without Derwin James defensively? And we'll also get into if the Chargers should be favored in this game against the Jaguars, even after getting blown out by them earlier on in the season. But I do think it is the best matchup that they could have gotten in this wild card round. So we're going to break it down coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. BetOnline not only gives you the best platform and the best place to place your bets, but it's also the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. We've got the Women's World Cup, the Powerhouse USA coming up this year. I'm excited about that this summer. Go USA. But if you love sports podcasts, you can also find that and you can find a lot of other information to help you make your bets at BetOnline. And right now, BetOnline has the Chargers-Jags game as a pick em which is better than most places. If you want to bet on the Chargers, that's better than you're getting because some places even have the Chargers favored right now. So if you want to get out on that action, it's not just that. You can bet, is it going to go to overtime? Will there be a safety? Who's going to score first? There's so many fun bets at Bet Online, And you can also just bet on the normal things, the over-under and everything like that, and live in-game betting so you can change your fortunes in real time. But they're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to go to Bet Online where the game starts. David, I do want to talk about something else. A lot of these buyer sells are kind of things that we see on Chargers social media, see on Chargers Twitter, right? And the things yeah. that people are throwing out there as far as what the Chargers biggest problems are. And this is kind of like a Mythbusters type of an episode, you know, that we do every week to some extent. One of the things that has been out there that's kind of hard to totally refute because of the results that have happened when he hasn't been out there is that the Chargers defense is better without Derwin James, which is patently insane. So, David, I ask you this. I mean, is, is there any chance by yourself that the Chargers defense is actually better without all pro safety Derwin James? Of course, the Chargers defense is better without Derwin James. Duh, no, of course not. Come on, get out of here with that nonsense. I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't understand when I see people come to this conclusion when they realize how many different things that Derwin James is doing for the Chargers. All you need to do is look at the snap counts, okay? 63 at defensive line, 330 in the box, 270 snaps at free safety, 154 in the slot, 18 at corner. He is literally all over the place. No matter what you ask him to do, he is capable of doing it. He can shut down your number one wide receiver. He can cover your best tight end. It doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, he can also rush the passer. He's one of the better uh, rush uh, pass rushers uh, as a defensive back in the league. Yeah. Derwin James is an eraser. He's a guy that if you need to take somebody away, he can do that. So, no, th there's no uh, there's no way on earth that the Chargers defense is worse when Derwin James is on the field. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of explanations to it. The, the biggest explanation is you went up against a lot of really bad offenses during that stretch, during that month, because Derwin James missed, you know, the four-game winning streak for the most part outside of the game against the Colts, right? He played a little bit, then got ejected. So, like, yeah. every other game besides that during the four-game winning streak, he was out. So, it, it is crazy that they had their best defensive performances of the season, for sure. Back-to-back -back defensive, you know, second-half shutouts in the last two games before the Broncos game. That was crazy, and it was an outlier. But the thing is, is like even when Derwin James got into that game against the Colts, you see him get an interception early yeah. in that game, right? You see him absolutely light somebody up, which is like 
you know, four inches away from just being a gigantic hit that stops the runner short of a first down, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it was inches away on a play like that. For sure. Did he need to work himself back into this one? You know, was he not all there potentially in this last game? Yeah, I mean, there might be some, you know, time that he has to take to get back involved. I think it has more to do with how they're using him. Like, I mean, you have to use a dude like that all over because that is yeah. what he's best at. Like, you can just make it so much harder for offenses to key in on him, right? You right. just keep him deep. It's a lot easier to be like, stay away from that dude. If you have, yeah, because you got to know where Darwin is. You of have course. to. I mean, and the thing is, is people saying, you know, well, maybe that's making the rest of the defense worse because they're having to move around. Most of these guys probably aren't moving around to positions they haven't played. So I think that's a cop out for them. I, I think yeah. it is coincidence that the Chargers play better without Derwin James because he's an all pro player. He's one of their best rushers. He's one of their best, you know, ball hawks that they have on the team. And he's shown yeah. that multiple times. He, he's just a, a great player and he brings a certain level of speed and physicality that they're sorely lacking when he's in leadership. On the field. Yeah. yeah. And of course, leadership for sure. So I think it's going to regress to the mean. The Chargers defense, if they can do it without him, they can be even better with him. And obviously, Joey yes. Bosa back in the mix as well. But let's get to this upcoming game, David. Giant playoff game. First playoff game since 2018. And like I said, I mean, Ben Online has it as a pick -em. Some people even think the Chargers should be favored in this game. Some have them as a one-point favorite in this one, which seems crazy because the Jaguars blew the Chargers out. The Chargers are coming off of a bad loss to end their season, obviously, in weird circumstances. Should the Chargers, the Chargers should be favored against the Jaguars, David, buy or sell? Yeah, I'm going to buy. And I, and the reason why I'm going to buy is because style styles make fights. And I think right now this style favors the Chargers. The, the, the Chargers are going up against the Jaguars team that's 28th in the league in, in, pass, in passing yards allowed. And the Chargers are one of the better passing offenses in the NFL. So they should have a lot of openings attacking this secondary that is not very good. And uh, they're not that good against the run either. I mean, they're giving up 4.7 yards uh, per rush this season. So there's yards to be had on the ground and there are yards to be had through the air, a lot of them. And the Chargers are much, much healthier than they were when they faced the, the Jaguars in week three. They are a completely different team. They're a battle-tested, battle-hardened team. They're going to get after the quarterback a lot more effectively. Uh, yes, I think the Chargers should be favored over the Jaguars in this playoff game. Yeah, I disagree. I, I would sell that for sure because, I mean, I okay. think with the Chargers, I mean, first of all, you saw them get blown out, of course. It was a very different game for sure. But the Jaguars have also been even hotter than the Chargers have been over this last stretch, right? They've won six out of their last seven, and they have better wins on their resume than the Chargers do. They beat the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They beat the Cowboys at full strength. Like, they have beaten better teams than the Chargers Still have some, beaten. They have some horrendous losses, though, too. Lost to the Colts, Let lost to the Texans. Let me finish. They also lost 13-6 to six to the Texans. There you go. See? I mean, there are a more sporadic team, but – a lot of those games happened way earlier in the season. So as much as we say the Chargers have changed since they last faced each other, this is a much different Jaguars team than the Chargers faced then, right? They went on to lose like their next like four out of their next five games after they smoked the Chargers in that game. They produce a lot of char I mean a lot of problems for this Chargers defense, I think for sure. I mean, ETN can definitely take one to the house. He has, you know, home run hitting speed and the Chargers have given up a lot of explosive runs, especially over the last two weeks again recently. The Char the Jaguars have been the better team probably you know at least the second half of the season they've been the better team i i'm surprised that the Chargers are favors favorites in this one especially we don't necessarily know the full extent of the mike williams part of it yet he's supposed to play what kind of shape is he going to be in obviously if he's fully healthy you feel a lot better about it if he's not that makes you feel a lot worse about it so 
I think it would be an upset if the Chargers pull it off. I think they can do it, but like to say that they, you know, should be favored. I mean, I think Pickham is probably right around where it should be. I mean, the Jaguars didn't look great in their last game. They still won with the playoffs on the line against the Titans in the last game, where the Chargers brought their starters out and got embarrassed a little bit by the Broncos in a meaningless game. So I, I think it's really close, but I probably would favor the Jaguars, at least at this point, just with how good they've been. Chargers have, you know, definitely the edge uh, edge rusher. They have the edge at quarterback. But Trevor Lawrence has played pretty darn good. I mean, he's been like a top five quarterback the second half of the season. I think the Jaguars' defense and offense have both been better points per game-wise than the Chargers have. They've scored more points than the Chargers have this year, and they've given up less points than the Chargers have this year. So that's the only reason I wouldn't say necessarily the Chargers should be favorites in this one. But I do think it's a better matchup for the Chargers than the other teams they could have got. So the buy or sell last one here, David, is, is the Chargers got the best possible wild card matchup for themselves with the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that. I think it is the 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 best matchup for the Chargers, and it's because of that weak pass defense. I mean, we, we all know that Justin Herbert and the Chargers go as far as Justin Herbert is going to take them, and so I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. And I'm just happy that Justin Herbert is playing at the level that he is playing at right now, and finishing the season hot, getting into the end zone multiple times, and really just, just seeming to make good decisions. Coupling that with Joe Lombardi opening up the playbook a little bit more and attacking a little bit more down the football field, I think are all reasons why I feel good uh, about you know th- this particular game. To me, it's not even that kind of like in depth. I mean, it's just I'd rather play them than the Bengals or the Bills. Like oh, I think sure. that, that both. Yeah. Of them, I mean, because the Chargers couldn't have gotten the Ravens, right? They right. couldn't have gotten the Dolphins. They're a wild card no. team, so they yeah. had to get either one of the Bills, Bengals. Or the Jaguars. And like the thing is, too, the Chargers couldn't have played the Chiefs, which I think is the right. next team where you're like, hey, at least you've seen the Chargers play them close, right? Yes. The nice thing about this way, David, is that the Chargers win, they do get the Chiefs, right? That's yes. their second. They get to play the Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship game yeah. if they can win this weekend. And I think that is the right path. Like, I think yes. you do want to see the Chiefs in the second round if you're going to have to play one of those big three teams, anyways. As terrifying as it is to go up against, you know, Patrick Holmes, I think the Josh Allen and Joe Burrow both have better teams around them, right? Well, and, and it's the devil you know the versus too. the devils you don't. And I exactly, think I mean, and the Chargers are a couple of calls away from winning both those games, right? As many Chargers fans will tell you, like they, yep. they did not get very much, you know, luck in either of those games. Plus, Justin Herbert got hurt in one of those games where they played terribly in the second half offensively and threw a 99 yard pick six that ended up losing them that game, right? So, like. <sighs> I think this is the best possible route for the Chargers to yeah. make a deep run is the one that they got. I mean, the Jaguars are not easy. The Chiefs are not easy. They will not be favored against the Chiefs when they get that matchup if they can make it past the Jaguars first. This is the, you know, the better of the two poisons in a pick your poison situation, yeah. right? This is the one that's going to kill you quickly as opposed to making you suffer, I think. And I think this is a team the Chargers very well can beat. Yeah. What version of the Chargers are we going to see? Both of these teams have been inconsistent. We just don't know that. It'd be foolish to think that at this point we can have a huge level of confidence to just say, hey, the Chargers are the better team, which I think they are. I think they're the most, more talented team as well. Yeah. Does that automatically mean they're going to go in there and win? It doesn't because they yeah. haven't really given us the confidence in them that they can go do that. They beat bad teams this year. They haven't beat good teams. And even when the Chargers played the Jaguars early in the season, I thought the Jaguars were a good team. And then they just went on to lose like five games in a row. But this is a good team they're going up against, and a team that's been battle-tested and basically already played a playoff game this year to get into the dance. So it's going to be a scary team for the Chargers to play, and so is everyone. It's the AFC. 
It's the playoffs. There's no easy games. You're going to have to go through pretty much everyone anyway. So we will be back this week getting into all of the different playoffs, you know, situations the Chargers could get themselves into, including tomorrow getting into our Chargers mailbag. You guys want to get in on that action, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. We're going to put a questions post out there. Make sure you get your questions in there or call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Make it about 30 seconds. It has a high chance of getting on the show. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. Make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. And David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. We post the show to all of those places every day. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights that you love in the national spotlight with daily, daily conversations of the NFL's biggest stories. If you want to keep up with everything going on around the league, Locked On NFL is where you go. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow with our Chargers mailbag, getting into all of your questions because the Chargers are in the playoffs. So make sure you get your questions in. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.